Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, episode 7, brought to you by the Sofa Sports Podcast and the FNX Network. I'm your host, Harry Simeu, and returning to the show, our star of Arsenal Fan TV, Claude. How are you, mate? Oh, well, I say all right. I'm still not over Saturday, but let's get on with it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and sports informative Chris Davison is back. How's it going, pal? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Still recovering, like Claude says as well. Trying to yeah. get there, you know, it takes a few days. Um, it's been a difficult weekend as a Guna. Losing to our arch rivals is always extremely difficult to swallow. And I don't know about you two, but I'm just about starting to calm down. Um, guys, I want to start with the team selection. Um, Elneny and Jack Wilshire came in for Alex Iwobi and the injured Aaron Ramsey. Hindsight, of course, is a wonderful thing, but at the time, at kickoff. Um, starting with yourself, Claude, were you happy with this selection or would you have done something differently? Uh, I, had a, I had a feeling, I, I wasn't uh, totally happy, no, because I had a feeling he was going to do that. I said it uh, the day before, I said it to Joel before I went on that fan Friday. I said I wouldn't be surprised if he did play on any. What bothered me, though, I think we were probably, it was a bit too negative for me, and I think he. Against Spurs, uh, I think you can't. You have to go a bit more toe toe for toe rather than go that negative. And it, we we paid the price in the end. Um, I, I thought. Um, I would have had, uh, what gets me about certain play. I I'm not. He's bit, I'm not. Uh, I've been a big critic of Alex Awobi, but I will say this: in the last few weeks, I think he's been playing really well, and I thought he was outstanding against Everton. And you wonder why, I mean, you wonder what's going on here because people wonder why players lose confidence. But when he's played a game like he did last week against Everton, I know it was Everton and I know it's a different game, but when he played that well last week, I don't think he should have been dropped. I, I just think the whole thing was wrong. And also, uh, coming towards the end of the game as well, when we brought Lacazette, when we brought Lacazette on, why is he moving? Uh, um, Bamiang out wide, where Bamiang is more naturally going down the middle, it would have been probably better off putting that Lacazette down, down wide, if you get what I mean, Harry. Um, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, Chris, what did you make of the initial team selection? Um, well, I, I must say I completely agree with Claude, to be honest. I think um, Awobi last week, and I have been, um, I have um, got on Awobi's back a little bit, and obviously in recent months, because obviously um, his performances have been all over the place sometimes. You know, one week he has a good week, the next he's um, maybe not on, on it as much. I think um, I think it was a strong team. Um, we can't really argue about that. I think we were all, I think most fans were maybe a little bit happy to see an Elneny just sit in front of the defence just for a bit more protection. Um, Obviously, Ramsey was uh, had picked up a slight knock, so that was obviously we couldn't do a lot about him. That was just unfortunate. Um, but you know, I think, um, like Claude said, I think um, like Awobi had a good game against Devon, um, and I think it could it would have been a little bit unfair for Wenger to drop him straight away, um, just to maybe feature someone like Lacazette in the same team. Obviously, it, it, it excites most Arsenal fans when you mention Aubameyang and Lacazette both in the same team together. I personally would have gone with Abamyang and Lacazette both up front with the, you know with the with the, um, the remainder of the game because we were what well, we were trailing as it is we needed a goal. Um, so I mean I, I, I wasn't a, I mean I wasn't a great complainer about the, the lineup really. Um, 
I think um, if there was going to be another change, I would have put, put Lacazette in there. But like Claude rightly said, you know, you can't you can't just really drop a player if he's if he's performed well the previous week. You know, you, you, it's not going to do his confidence a great um, great good uh, deal, is it? If you drop him for the next game um, when he's you know really up for it. So I mean, I mean, I, I couldn't complain about the lineup too much, really. I think it was just the you know the performance at the end of the day. Yeah. That's also, also, Harry, going back to it, don't you think we were too? I mean, in too many luxury players like uh, like uh, um, Nicotarian and Ozil, both both luxury players, and both um, not really performing on the day. That didn't help, did it? No, and uh, I'll be honest. I I said actually on on our previous episode, which was with um, the uh, the ladies from Highbury and Hills, I was. I was adamant that I wanted to see uh, Iwobi in the side and I wanted to see Ramsey in the side. Unfortunately, he was injured. But I would have sacrificed Mkhitaryan on Saturday, if I'm being totally honest. Because, you know, yeah, he came in and he'd done a brilliant job in his, his first sort of start. But at the end of the day, we were going away to Spurs, who at the moment, whether we want to admit it or not, are a far better side than us. And, you know, I would have liked to have seen someone in there who was going to give us... a bit more defensive solidarity because in my opinion that the space was always going to come from either Ozil or Mkhitaryan not being able to stay defensively disciplined for the entirety of the game and and, and that was my concern you know yeah people were saying you know Mkhitaryan got three assists last week and that's right but this is a game and you need to manage each game individually and I just thought it was the wrong thing to do at this time around I also thought that Going with a back four was asking for trouble. Um, I think we look far more defensively solid, especially in the bigger games when we play the back three or five or whatever you want to call it. So I was surprised he went with a back four, considering we don't have two anywhere near solid enough centre-backs to, to cope with that. I don't know what you guys... Yeah, but also, also, I think... I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't see... What does Granit Xhaka give to the team as well? I don't see what he gives to the team at all. It was absolutely useless. Absolutely useless. He'd done nothing all game. And yet, what gets me, he takes El Nini off. I think Jagger should have been the one to be taken off. It's like he's got his, his favourites. He just he wants to keep... It's always the same uh, scapegoats all the time. I don't think El Nini... I thought El Nini wasn't having a, a, too bad a game. I think Jagger was awful. Yeah, he kept him on until five minutes from the end. It is, it is. And, it is then, and then with five minutes to go... Yeah. And then with five minutes to go, he throws everything on. I mean, that's too too little, too late. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And I don't blame Lacazette. And I, I think I'm really upset with the fans who's having a go at Lacazette, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't blame it because that wasn't as... When you look at it again, if you look at that chance again, it wasn't as easy. The way Lloris closed him down quite well, it wasn't as easy as it looked. And and, it, and he's just come on onto the pitch. He's come onto the pitch and he's... Confidence has been destroyed by this manager who keeps taking him off after 70 minutes every game. And, you know, and everyone is having a go at him. And it's the same people that will, will go uh, defend Wenger to the hill uh, now having a go at Lacazette. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not right at all with Lacazette. I think, you know, what he's obviously uh, arrived in the summer. We were all excited by his, his, um, his the signing of him. We know he's a top finisher. And like you said, Claude, you know, obviously his, his confidence has um, taken a bit of a knock. Obviously, whether it's 
um, like the minutes usage when he's been um, when Wenger's been bringing him off, you know, 78, 80 minutes into the game, whether it's the Aubameyang signing. Yeah, you know, if you if you remember Harry, I said to you a couple of weeks back when you when we done the last the last phone call, I said um, that hopefully the Aubameyang signing would sort of liven up Lacazette, give him yep. a bit of a boost, and say, look, I need to get you know my head down a bit more and sort of score score the goals because obviously now I've got a bit of competition. Now, obviously, that hasn't happened as of yet. I know Aubameyang hasn't been here long. But the, the criticism for Laka is, is totally, totally wrong. Um, when when Claude was talking about Xhaka, um, I said to you also the other week that I'm, I haven't been a great fan of his as of yet. I don't see what he has, you know, added massively to the, to the squad we have. Um, he can be a bit of a liability sometimes. Um, and... Also, I think every week his confidence confidence isn't isn't high as it, as it should be. So, you know, with, with Xhaka, I think you know sometimes he can get criticised fairly. Obviously, I, I don't know. I'm sure uh, both you guys have seen it. The players, our players, some of the um, abuse they've been getting has been ridiculous. I don't condemn any player, especially 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 at our club at any, any club. I don't want them, and I don't like it when they get. Abuse, personal abuse, whether it's towards them or their family or friends, it's not right. And you know, these fans, if you want to call them fans, well, at the end of the day, they're they're, they're a disgrace to our football club because they're they're not fans, in my opinion. You don't person personally abuse players that wear our shirt and play for the club. I don't care whether they're having a bad game, whether they're, whether they're having bad. Um, Game week in week out. Okay, you can you can criticise them and say, look, you're not doing this good enough. You're not obviously playing good enough. But when it's personal abuse, uh, and you know, even I saw, uh, and it makes me laugh because it's just ridiculous when a, a fan burn a Lacazette shirt after the game. Yeah, it's laughable <laughs> because it's ridiculous. You know, that's what I said. You're burning you're burning the badge as well as the player's name, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like I said, with Xhaka, all right, and it's not just Xhaka, Wobi as well, they've both got abuse, not not good, not good at all, even Laka. But I can understand, you know, especially with Xhaka and Wobi, their, their performances aren't consistent enough. And because of that, they're going to get stick, unfortunately. It happens at every club, um, and that's just the way it is, but I don't, I don't condemn it at all. Can I, can I ask also, you... Also, by the way, boys, did you notice in the, in the second half how our fitness levels are nowhere near as good as theirs? I mean, nowhere near as high as theirs. Our fitness levels are terrible going towards the end of the last half an hour. I noticed that, and, and, that, and that's why they were breaking through us a lot. And they were much stronger. Than, uh, we, I, I don't know where it is, but we, our fitness levels doesn't seem to be up to the right level, as, as far as I'm concerned. And I noticed that last week, even though in our easy win against Everton, you know, we slowed down second half, we slowed down. I don't think our fitness levels are up to up to. Yeah, that's standard. a fair point. That's a fair point, Claude. That could well be the case. I, I also think as well, though, that one of the reasons they were cutting through us late on so easily was because Arsene Wenger insists on dismantling his midfield and just throwing as many forwards on the pitch as he can when we're chasing a goal and for me I struggle with that because I feel like if you need to create opportunities you need a midfield surely you need to be able to win possession and you know 
by bypassing that whole element of the game. I, I think we struggle sometimes, and it just looks like a mess. I, I also, don't get me wrong, I'm a massive fan of Messi Ozil, but he was very poor. I mean, he didn't turn up on Saturday. Uh, and I can, I can now understand why people do get annoyed, uh, upset with him, because I, 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 him and Mkhitaryan just didn't turn up uh, on the day, you know. It's all right, all very well against playing against Everton and when we're playing against a team that allows us to play football and everything is going well. But sometimes you need to dig in as well. And that, that makes you know, a greater player that you can actually dig in when you need to dig in. And I don't think him or Mkhitaryan did that. It's yeah. all very well when everything is going your way and oh, and teams are just laying back and letting you play and, and everything is going well. But when you need to dig in and in a big game like this, you need he needs to he needs to up it and he didn't up it. Yeah. He does it in the home games against the top teams, but not in the away games. And I don't understand that. I just don't understand. And and I'm a man, I, and I love the guy because. Ability-wise, I think he's a fantastic footballer. But there's sometimes his attitude in games is distinct. Mm, yeah, no, I agree with you there as well, Claude. I mean, we've, we've, we've said it so many times over these last few years, haven't we, about um, Ozil going missing in these big games. Um, like you said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Mesut Ozil. Fantastic footballer. Really glad he signed that new contract. Um you know, he's one of the most passionate players and, you know, he loves playing for Arsenal Football Club. That's why that's why we all love him as much, you know, apart from his, his skill on the pitch. Mm. So, you know, it's not just us, is it? We've said it so many times of Arsenal Football Club around, you know, mm. the, the, the lack of fight on the pitch when it really matters, you know, that you know that just to dig in in those last sort of 20 minutes of the game, you know, we uh, it's, it's very difficult. I, I mean... Whether you want to put it down to the manager, whether you want to put it down to the, the players itself, we, you know, we, we have said it so many times over these last few years when we're just saying, you know, look, like you said, Claude, you know, when it's going your way, when you're playing a, um, an average side, which were Everton, who obviously aren't in form, you know, when we're at home, things are a little bit easier. You know, Erzul, Erzul and Mkhitaryan and Bamiang, you know, they look incredible. Um, but when you go into this Wembley to play a, a very good um, and informed Spurs side, when you go away to um, both Manchester clubs, when you go to a Chelsea, when you go to a Liverpool, you really need that extra bit of passion, extra bit of fight um, to keep going towards the end. And we have we have fell short of that in these big games. And obviously, um, we we didn't well, know we didn't get a freshen at the weekend. So it sounds like I mean. Um, like I put on Twitter, I, I actually had a game myself, so I, I didn't see all of it. But it sounds as if it, it could have been a lot more as well than just the one goal. Oh, it um, could have been. It could have been actually. It could have been three or four. Yeah. No, they. I mean, it, the scoreline doesn't reflect the game. I mean, we were no. they were absolutely far superior. But then I look at that goal. We conceded. How many times have we conceded them type of goals, mate? Mm. How many times? And all this about Kishelny being world class. When he defends like that, I'm sorry, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. And they, and it's all right they're saying, oh, well, we'll put it right, we'll reapply. But they still make the same mistakes. And something's not right on the on the, on the coaching level there because they're doing it all the time and they're repeating it. The yeah. same way, not, not closing the cross down and and leaving it. And Harry Kane, you know, just, uh, you know, a free header. Yeah. He's free header. He's not... Properly marked by Kishon, he's not tight enough. He's just letting go. Bang. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of discussion around Steve Bold um, 
actually? Because there's been a lot of people, a lot of fans saying, what does the guy actually do, apart from sit on his sit next to Wenger and chew gum all game, you know? <laughs> what does this guy actually do? You know, there's been a lot of question marks over Steve Bold, and obviously, um, he obviously does a lot of work as well. I think he does a lot of work, when you certainly see what's going on at training, obviously, he, um, he's with the squad and stuff. But he doesn't seem to... I mean, I want an assistant manager, a passionate assistant manager, as well as the manager on there. Yeah. Well, not only that, not only that. I mean, you've got. I mean, you look at Guardiola. He's upper. He's players. He's upper. Yeah, he's yeah. He's telling what to do, even during the game. Pushing them. He's pushing them all. Up. Our manager sitting there, lit, up and down with his zip. I'm going up and down with his zip. <laughs> I said, "Oh no, I'm just. That's what I'm saying." Yeah. That's what all a proper, you know, he's on that pass line. You look at Conte before all this carry on. He's doing the same. He's out the players. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got fed up as well. I suppose he, he's now got fed up. But you know what? You know what I'm coming for. Even Pochettino, oh, yeah. oh, he's up all the time. Yeah, I want to see that passion. Where's our manager? Where's yeah. our manager? He's just like yeah. sitting there doing his zip and trying to get his zip down. He can't even get his zip down on his coat properly. And all yeah. uh, other managers are, are coaching their team on the touchline. Yeah, no, I don't gets up on the odd occasion. He gets up on the odd occasion to show, look, look at me, I'm, I am actually getting up. Yeah. But that ain't good enough. It's not yeah. good enough. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just, get, I get the feeling that this manager, I think he's just had about enough. I think he yeah. could have got, he should have gone at the end of May, and we would have started again. We yeah. have to, go, we might have to go down a bit. We might have to, you know sacrifice a couple of years to build, rebuild again. But we can't keep this carry-on where we up one minute, down the next minute, up one minute and down the next. And people think that we're, we're on the climb. We beat yeah. Everton last week. Five, five goals. Everyone, oh, oh, glory. We're there. We're back. We're back. Oh, we've got a great team here. We bought the best player. We've got them. But they don't realise what we haven't got anyone in the defence. Then you've got this argument they couldn't buy Evans because we didn't have the money to buy it. Yeah, what was oh, that well, about? And it what wasn't was that we haven't got the money to buy it. Where is the money then? It is there. It is there. There is money there. There's no doubt about it. We, we, I mean, we were in profit, weren't we? There's no, there's no doubt um, about it. We had money. Um, I think it, when when you look back at um, transfer deadline day, I mean, I know, I know the Evans saga went on for most of the, the window, but we tried to get him um, on deadline day, and West Brom said no. I think, and I, I think, and I stand by it. It was something to do with the money side, something to do with the fee. So it, I, I personally think, and from what, from how I see it, there is no issue with money whatsoever. I mean, when you think about it, what last summer deadline day, we put what ninety million in for Lamar. I mean, there is no, there's no um, doubt about the money side of things. I, I think that's pretty clear. Um, and I think I still stand by that we can, we'll, and we will spend big in the summer. Um, and I totally, with, with Wenger, I totally agree with you on that, Cloyd. I mean, I, I really, really want to see some passion on the side of the pitch. Don't get me wrong, Wenger, I have huge respect for him for what he's done. I've said this loads and loads of times before. He, he, he most obviously loves the club, but he needs to do the right thing now. He needs to step down at the end of the season. Um, as hard, hard as it will be for him, I know that. Um, but yeah, like Claude said, we're just missing that passion on side the pitch now. Sometimes we can show some real good passion on the pitch. Not every time, but we can. But, but now we're missing. Now we're missing that passion on the side of the pitch. Whether it's Steve Ball, whether it's Wenger, I want someone like a Conte 
I want someone like Aguari, you know, that will bring that extra fight and energy out on the team. That's what I think we're really missing at the moment. Of course. He's got so much passion. He's got so much passion because he's going to have a lot of passion, but a little bit of coaching at the end of the day. Yeah. Getting yeah. to play. He's got so much passion. I mean, we could all jump up and down and jump up and down and not give any proper instruction. But what I'm, t- what I'm trying to say, there's no getting into the players, telling them, look, you can't be doing this, you can't there's be no doing direction. that. You know what I mean? No, no there's no, no direction. direction. They're right. Exactly. And you know what? It's like it's, Sorry. Sorry, guys. Just touching on a couple of points that you guys have made. So, in terms of Steve Bold, I think Steve Bold, you know, whatever he would like to do, I don't think it's ever going to happen under the dictatorship of Wenger. Um, I think Wenger only appoints assistants that are going to go with his way. Do you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. got, he's got yeah. far too much power to, to have an assistant there that's going to sit there sort of picking holes in his work. Um, and also, in terms of, like, the whole thing about, you know, Wenger needs to go. And this should have happened years ago. This should have happened years ago. You know, his failure to recognise that we cannot defend. We just cannot defend. Like, it doesn't matter who he puts in there. Our system is completely wrong. And going just going back to the point about Granite Shaka, you know, I don't particularly rate Granite Shaka. I don't think he's had a great start to his Arsenal career. But one thing I will say is... Being a deep-lying midfield player at Arsenal must be the worst job in football. Yeah, because I mean, we've been talked about, hasn't it? Yeah. About sorry, I mean about the, him being played out of position. It's been talked about, and obviously, there's a lot of fans saying if we played him differently, he'd be much better. That's right. And if you you got to look back as well to like, and I'm not saying he was a great player, but if you look back at Mikel Arteta, for example, he was made to look horrendous during his time at Arsenal because the rest of the team simply refused to defend it doesn't matter if you've got a back four you know that they may stay back but if the rest of your midfield are not willing to defend then you've got problems and when you look at that midfield and you see Jack Wilshire in there who prefers to go forward he said it himself Aaron Ramsey can't sit in one place you've got Mesut Ozil there who's not going to defend Mkhitaryan's not going to defend you know, Alex Iwobi, if he plays, for example, is primarily an attacker. So you just end up with this whole mess. You end up with a back four and one midfield player. And that is often Granite Xhaka. And I'm not making excuses for him, but I think he's made to look worse because the rest of our team just choose to abandon their defensive responsibilities. Yeah, yeah. And I, I said it I said when, because um, obviously he got a lot of sticks from the game away at Swansea the other week. When I think it was for their equaliser, I, I even mentioned this to you on last show when I was on. Yeah. He, his defensive awareness isn't the best, and that's because he is not a, a, a more defensive player. He is aggressive. He likes going in for a tackle. That's why Wenger maybe likes him in that role. That's why Wenger maybe thinks, oh yeah, he can do a job for me in that sort of in that sort of deep role while I'll put him there. But he is, he, you know, when you look back at watching Gladbach when he was over in Germany. You know, he was sort of that just that definite central midfielder that like playing balls through, that like just you know moving with forward with the ball a little bit, pass, passing it around. And I think that you're right, Wenger maybe the system it's it's getting a bit too much for him. And I think you need to play him differently. And I think you will see maybe see a bit of a difference in him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you think. But that's all down to the manager, isn't it? I mean, uh, yeah. we're, we're not playing uh, like why players are not defending like, and just attack. That's down to the manager, isn't it? If he's not putting that into their, um, into their heads, then that's what can you do? I mean, they're only yeah. playing to what he's telling them to play, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's definitely. Right. Yeah. That's right. Guys, I want to talk about 
the Lacazette chances because as we mentioned previously he's had a lot of criticism this past few days for missing those two opportunities let's look at them in isolation the first one the volley that was a lot more difficult than it looked wasn't it surely I'll let Claude start on that one. <laughs> well, I, I actually thought the first one was good. I even thought, to be honest with you, the way, uh, at first when I was there watching it on on, um, on Saturday, I thought, oh, it's an easy shot. But when you look at it again, if you watch it again, uh, I thought Lloris really closed him down quite well. Maybe the only thought he could have been, he should have maybe gone back, tried to go around it, but I think... You know, when you're in that situation and it's the last minute and your confidence is not is not good, you're going to just snap. You're going to snap at the chance. But I don't think it was as easy as people are saying it was. What about the first one, Claude? The volley that everyone was talking about. Yeah, well, uh, that wasn't easy as well. But I mean, then you could have brought it down. I don't know, but he just snatched it. And I think that's down to confidence, mate. His confidence is not right at the moment, you know. But then we know why his confidence is not right, don't we? Uh, yeah. I, I I feel for him. I, I must admit, I wasn't. He's grown on me. You know, when he, when we bought him, I I actually went. I said last time, and I got slated. I said I'd rather us buy Abamian at the time than buy Lacazette. Yeah, because I didn't think I didn't think Wenger would use him properly. And I, uh, to me, if with with Lacazette, I think he would have been better off playing with Giroud up front. If we're going to play Lacazette, someone like Giroud. I, I, and I feel, I feel, but he grew on me, and I think he was—he he had a good start to his his career, didn't he? Started, started scoring goals, he looked quite good. But I, I just feel that Wenger's not really playing him properly. And you know what gets me about it, the whole thing? You know when um, he's always coming off. Why? Not, why don't they ever? You know when Giroud used to come on for him. Yeah. Why didn't they used to just play them together? Try something different. You but know Claude, what I'm saying? Claude, do you not think the the concept of two centre forwards is has sort of faded in football in general, though. Because if you look across the Premier League, you very rarely see a team start with two out and out strikers now, don't you? Well, you you, you, you say that, but I thought Leicester were more like it when they won the league, didn't they? They played really. Yeah, like but if if you look at Leicester carefully they? now, that is sort of Vardy is the striker and Okazaki yeah. usually yeah, plays a bit more. When they won the league, they were playing two, weren't they? I'm not mistaken. They were playing a bit more too, weren't they? They were pushed up more. I mean, um, yeah, it's fading, but I don't know why. Because it can be done. It can be. It can be worked. We've got hard working uh, midfielders, hard working as well. It can work, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> all, I, all I'm saying is, that I still think it, it, something different can it can change. I mean, with, with 20 minutes to go of the game. Why not try something different? Play the ball up, see whether he can knock it on. Defences are tiring. I think that would have been good, but I don't know. I mean, he, he played, I mean, don't the French play with two up? I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, That's what I think they might. I don't know, actually. I don't, I'm not sure, because obviously Giroud's been the main striker for them, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, doesn't he play with Griezmann? Doesn't he play with Griezmann? Up yeah, there? sometimes they do, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, it, it could have worked, but it's never, it never, never really tried it. And um, but they haven't got Granny Shaka behind them. I, I, I just feel uh, it wasn't my pick. I've got to be so. Uh, I don't think he's well. Look, I don't, I've got to say it. I said everyone was going. He's world class. I don't think Lacazette is world class. And I said it, and I got slated for it. 
I said, a Birmingham maybe. A Birmingham, I, I, I said, bring in a Birmingham. All, all I got on Twitter was, oh, Lacazette is much better. And now, now, in January, all the people are saying, oh, I feel like he's the second coming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See how people change. Yeah, no, well, that's right. <laughs> but you see, I, I actually thought we should have gone for a Birmingham in the summer, to be honest with you. I think, and then, um, and brought a, and then with the rest of the money, brought a bloody decent centre half and a probably a decent defensive midfield player. But we we do everything wrong, don't we? He, he buys all the wrong type of player. To me, we needed a centre half, a proper centre half. I think Koscielny to me is on his way out. He's got this long-standing Achilles problem, right? He's been in and out of the team as needed season. And I said it before the summer. I said, we're going to have problems with him. And he's, he's been in and out, hasn't he? Yeah. Murtasaka, Murtasaka, because of the cup final, where we went and thought, oh, that one cup final, well, we can play him. And it's been proved that he's finished. He's reti- he should have retired at the start of the season by giving one more year. And giving him the cup captaincy, I mean, to someone that's not going to even play, I don't know, that's Wenger all over, isn't it? I mean, he's done that before. But you know what, you know, you know what I'm saying here? Do you understand where I'm coming from, boys? Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, totally. Well. Agree, cool. Yeah, you go ahead, Harry. I was just going to ask you, Chris, about the the Lacazette chances before we move on, because for me personally, I thought the first one, the volley, wasn't really a good opportunity. So I don't understand why people were getting on his back so much about that one. As for the second one, I just felt that maybe a confident Lacazette would have sort of gone at that with the outside of his boot in order to put the spin on the ball that may have just brought it inside the post rather than sort of spinning away but it's easy to say that isn't it when you've seen it on on a replay and in slow motion five six times since I guess yeah I mean like you said I think if he if Lacazette was full of confidence and then you know scoring most weeks and you know was was a bit more in form then I think he would have finished it I mean I I, I looked at it and I, I first of all I thought mm, yeah it wasn't a great chance like um, Claude said I think Laura's um, done came out and, you know, closed them down pretty well. But I think, I think it's, I don't know, I don't know if this is going to be controversial or not, but I think personally, I think he should have finished it. Um, obviously, it wasn't the easiest of, of chances that you get. We've seen, obviously, um, the likes of Messi, someone like that, or similar chances that they've missed before. You know, it, you know, I think, like you said, it's um, a comp, maybe a confidence issue. Maybe, obviously, he hasn't, he hasn't been... Um, score and week in week out has he recently so I mean um, you know I think if he was a bit more informed and obviously like you said if the confidence is up there I think he would have buried it in my opinion first one um, first one maybe was yeah obviously a little bit more difficult um, but yeah I, I think I, I think that's um, like you said just a confidence thing I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here a little bit now because you know we, we've spoken a lot about a lack of confidence and, and stuff when talking about Alex Lacazette but is that a bit of a cop-out? Because, you know, when you look at it, Aubameyang's only been there for a, a week or so, week and a half, two weeks. You know, it, surely that can't have done that much damage to him, considering he was starting pretty much every game before that. Claude, I don't know what you think. Is it a bit of a cop-out with Lacazette? Just, is it just easy to say he's lacking confidence and make excuses for him? No, I think when you come when it comes down to confidence, you can't. You know, it's, everyone is different than that. You know, I mean, everyone's got. It's a mental thing, you know. And you can't just soar a player if his confidence is down. It's down. You know, I mean, I, 
See, I, I was too critical, I think, of Alex Iwobi. You know, because I, I, I remember when I watched Alex Iwobi, first of all, I thought, what a talented player. But I think he's gone backwards. I thought he was going backwards. Because when, when he first when he first came in, he was going straight down the middle. It was, you know, this is what I saw in the other 23s. He's a proper down-the-middle striker, yeah? But then Wenger's gradually put him wide. And, and he's doing the same with this Reese Nelson. And before you know it, they, they go backwards. Play them in what they're what their position is, what they're good at, what their actual position is. Play them there. You know what I'm saying? And I think, with like I said, I think he's, he's, in, a, in a way, he's, his confidence is gone because, the, as I said, if you keep... And you know, going back, Liverpool, away, how the hell was he put on the bench for that game? You know what I mean? And Man City away and, as well. And he's playing a player, he's playing players that don't even want to play for the football club, yeah? And he put him on the bench. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Big games. How do you expect him to, to play for Phil? You know, he just joined the club, yeah? Mm. It's a big money signing. You're putting him on the bench at Anfield. Mm. Come on. We, 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 we were all very shocked about that, weren't we? We were all very shocked because we you know, spent the 50 million on Lacazette and we thought, you know, he's going to be a star striker, he's going to be... Um, scoring goals every week and then oh he's on the bench against Liverpool I think we were all a bit um, surprised by that to be honest especially when you're playing a player that's going to join the club and let that club that they're playing and in, a, in a few days time yeah exactly exactly I mean what was he thinking there I mean what was he thinking there mm. you know what I mean and and we got a good fashion that day but you know what I mean we played Danny Welbeck. I mean, with all due respect, Danny, how can you put Danny Welbeck in front of him? I'm mm. sorry, I, I can't have it, mate. I can't have it. I always describe uh, Danny he, Welbeck as a blunt knife. Uh, he, well, he, just... he, he gives everything. He's a hunter. He gives everything, but he can't finish. That's right. He right. can't finish. He just can't finish. The guy's not good enough. I mean, at the end of the day, and we, this is what we come to. That's just what the clubs come to now. I mean. Would I don't you, know, I mean, I, would you put that Welbeck thing, would you put that down to confidence as well? You know, obviously the injuries, obviously not been getting yeah. a great deal of playing time, would you, put that, would you put that down to confidence as well, Claude? Yeah, but he was never a great goal scorer at Man United, was he? I mean, he wasn't no. there, and uh, he never was playing down the middle at Man United either, was he? I mean, he was always wide, wasn't he? He was more of an up and down player that gives him a lot of... Work rate, wasn't he? Work rate, work rate, work rate, which is which he does. But if you, you can't, if he needs to finish a, uh, a chance off, he's not going to finish it. Yeah, I mean, he's not good. And that game at Anfield, he was the one playing, and we got our fifty million pound player on the bench, and it just doesn't make sense. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. I mean, especially after that brilliant goal, which was disallowed, but that's not his fault. That against Stoke. Showing that he can finish. I mean, straight after that, he's he's, he's put on the bench against Liverpool. Yeah. So it's just you know, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, that was you know that goal wasn't given. I mean, it should have been given the one at uh, Stoke the previous week. Yeah. You know, he shows he can do it, and then what happens the next week? He's got, and that is what I mean about confidence. If a manager does that to you, mate, what chance? I mean, what chance have you got? Uh, I'm sorry, but. This is what I feel about his manager at the moment. I just, I think he's lost. I think he's lost the plot, mate. I really do think he's lost the plot. I don't, I don't understand why we gave him another two years. I don't know what, what was going on. 
why are we going in another two years? I uh, think what, what's going to happen? What's going to happen this summer then? We've got one year, and then we're going to have this long, last year of his contract, and the players will just say, "Oh well, we're not bothered again. We're going to have another year of it, or does he go in the summer?" Yeah, no, I think that you made some really valid points there, Claude. I just think that the. the I don't know, the more I think about it, the more I think the whole confidence excuse when we're talking about people like Danny Welbeck and, and Lacazette at the moment, I think it's an easy thing to, to use to sort of excuse poor performances. And I think that's what separates the good players from the, the very good players and the great players because a great player would have the self-belief to get through something like this. And I mean... We saw it with Cristiano Ronaldo, for example, when he first came to the UK and he was playing at Manchester United and he was trying all these tricks and flicks and they weren't quite coming off and he was getting a lot of stick. But he had enough self-belief and enough sort of confidence in what he was doing to continue and persist. And eventually he became the player he is. And I think, you know, people like Lacazette, people like Welbeck, maybe not so much Lacazette because maybe I'm judging him too early and he's... Premier League career but someone like Danny Welbeck for me has to eventually break that thing and and become the player we all hope he will be otherwise it is, he's a failure because for me he doesn't score goals he doesn't really offer much apart from hard work and do you know what hard work is not enough to make you a top player and there's too many people like that at Arsenal there's too many players that when the going gets tough they hide um, and it's very easy for for us to defend Lacazette and say, oh, but, you know, he's suffering from a lack of confidence. Well, at some point, he needs to be mentally strong enough to break through that barrier and, and, and get back to where he needs to be. I don't know, it might be controversial, but that's what I think on the matter. Yeah, but, mate, do you know what, what you're saying? Oh, sorry. sorry, mate. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, is that you mentioned these players that come through, whether it's from the academy, whether we, we buy young players and we bring them up, under Wenger, what, so, what uh, Hector Bellerin, um, Granite Xhaka brought in, Awobi, um, now Lacazette, Welbeck. We, 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 they're, they're top players, we, there's no denying that, they're top players, and they're capable of so much better. But can, can uh, 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 this is a question, do, do both of you see them progressing or getting even more better under Wenger? Because personally, I don't. Because... He's brought them in to the team and they've had a good start and then the confidence just goes. Whether you, whether you want to say a goal with confidence, whether you say it with the team set up, I don't know what it is. But their um, potential has not been there recently. And you can you can say that about all of those all of those players, all of those names I just mentioned. And I think, you know, whether you want to put it down to the playing style, whether you would put it down to the manager, which I, I would personally put it down to, I don't see them improving as a player overall under Wenger and I think I, I would like another guy to come in and just to come in and say look guys alright I've, I've looked at the team overall and said that I know you haven't been playing at your best I know your, your, your confidence has taken a knock because of this because of that I want you to go out there and play your game I know what you're capable of I've seen it before when you start when you started playing with Arsenal look Bellerin was fantastic when he, he first came. It was awesome. He was even being called one of the best rock right backs in, in the league. And I still, I still think he is. But then the, 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 the consistent um, good performances aren't there anymore. I, I don't know what you guys put it down to. Claude, do you want to go yeah, first? 
I think the players have to take some responsibility for them not oh, yeah, developing yeah, yeah, yeah. as well because uh, you know it's easy to say oh you know Wenger's miscoached this player he's miscoached that player and I'm not a f- I want Wenger to go but there is so many players at that football club that he's put his faith in time after time and they consistently let him down I don't think yeah. for me Oxley Chamberlain will never be a great player he won't he hasn't got it in my opinion I don't think Danny no. Welbeck is ever going to be a top top level player? I don't think people. Like, I don't think Aaron Ramsey would ever get any better than he is. I think he's at his his level now, you know. And there's so many players like that. And I think what happens is, you know, a player breaks into the team, has a few good performances, and all of a sudden we make them out to be the next big thing. But for me, one of the key components to being a top footballer is consistency. And if you can't find that within your own game. Then, then you're not a top player. It's as simple as that to me. I just, you know, Arsene Wenger's fault in this, in my opinion, is that he's trusted players that have consistently let him down, and you know, the likes of Fabregas, the likes of Van Persie, um, have shown that if you are that good, you will stand out in an average team anyway, and then eventually you're going to move on to bigger and better things. And both of those players did that. So, yeah. you yeah. know, they, so they had that quality. What's that, sorry? Well, Van Persie did for one, he done, he, he did for one season at Man United, but after that, was it? But with Van Persie, I, um, he had a lot of injury problems as well, didn't he? I mean, he hardly played, uh, he played what, maybe two good seasons for us? Yeah. To be honest with you. And then he got, he, he got his move and... Uh, but I agree, but I agree, I, I do agree that the players have got to take responsibility as well. But it also needs, sometimes you need a manager to make these, you know, put some belief into these players and not keep messing them about. I mean, that, that's sad, on Saturday, what was that all about? I mean, I, I, when I, I spoke earlier about it. You know, for me, Aubameyang is just a goal scorer, yeah? He's a great goal scorer. He, he ain't going to do anything else. You'll get him in the box, he'll score goals, yeah? That's all he does, yeah? And that's good. That's all we want him to do, yeah? The finisher, yeah? He's yeah. not one of these players that's going to be around, dribble around the place. He's going to be, he's just a finisher, yeah? So what does he do? He puts him out wide. Oh, hold on, and he puts Lacazette, who's got no confidence down the middle. 
Now, what, what's that all about? You tell me what that is all about, because I can't understand it, mate. I cannot personally, understand it. Personally, I think when Wenger's doing that, you know, we've, when you look back at Aubameyang, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying um, that's, that's what you should do with him now, because I don't think it is. I agree with Claude. I think you need to be playing Aubameyang, you know, centre-forward striker, because he will score you goals. But when you look back at his, his career, where it was Saint-Étienne, um, where Wenger tried to sign him before when he was at the French side, he played out wide. And I think with Wenger, and whether you see it with Danny Welbeck, you know, he, I mean, he even played Danny Welbeck at striker, but when he was at Man United, he played out wide. He's, he's playing these players, like Lacazette, even with Lacazette, he's, he's played out wide before. He will play these players when in, in their, their position that they've played before in their career when they when he doesn't actually need him in their actual main position they play now. I think that's what it is. I don't think he's... I'm, I'm sure he's not, and I hope he's not. I don't well, I hope this with any manager. I hope he's not just... You know, and I don't think he's playing them out of position on purpose. You know, I think he's, he's doing... He's putting them in these positions which will help his formation. Or the, yeah, the, but what, he, what you've got to understand, Aubameyang is just an out-and-out goal scorer. Yeah, yeah? No, I agree. He's yeah. not a player... Well, he might have started there like that, but his position is down the middle and score goals. Yeah. Not yeah. to be quick. Play him to his strengths. Don't, this is what gets me about a lot of it. I see it. All of you... Like, this is what's ruined uh, people's like... For me, the, I can never understand with Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard, if he played him white, it would have been, and he's a great player. But he kept moving, he kept moving him around, moving him around to just so to, you know because he could play different positions. But he, he's lost. He's not playing in his. To me, when you've got a player like that, you play him in his right position and leave him there to get the best out of him. Do you know where I'm coming from on this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I said it was a Bamiang. I, I said it was a Bamiang. I think, right. and I personally believe... And the same is with Rooney. Rooney's the same at Man United, kept moving him about, moving the back. Yeah, playing in one position. You know what I mean? This is what I'm saying. It's all this jack of all trades, but mastering that. You know what I mean? You need to, that player to play in his strength. Playing oh. to his strength. But Claude, uh, Claude. Lacazette can play white. Lacazette can play white. Yeah? But, but a Bamiang strength... Um, especially when we need a goal, it's down the middle. But Claude, do you not... Can you imagine if Aubameyang was on that chance, right? Let's say that Aubameyang plays that call through that. Aubameyang's on that chance. It's back in the net, isn't it? It's the back oh, of the actually. net. But Claude... It's in the back. I'm not being funny. That's in the back of the net. So why are, we play, why are we taking the break with no confidence and playing it down the middle when we need a goal? I don't get it. I just don't understand it. I'm sorry, that's how I feel. Uh, uh, Claude, uh, from my point of view, I, I, I totally get what you're saying, but the only thing I'd, I'd say to that is, you know, if you look at, let's look at Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's attributes, because his main attributes are that he's especially quick, um, you know, he is right-footed, so I suppose coming in from the left-hand side, can beat a player as well. yep, it makes more sense than coming from the right, he can beat a player like Chris has said. The, the way I see it is, you know, if, if you look through that throughout that game, Aubameyang had absolutely no joy against Sanchez or Vertonghen in the middle. And so if a manager tries to think, you know, maybe we need to try something else and decides to bring him out to the left to run at someone like Kieran Trippier, then I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think 
you been... say he's not had no. You say he's not had joy, but he had a, go, a perfectly good goal cancelled. Yeah, I know what you're. You say he had no joy, but that that goal was a perfectly good goal. It was offside. Uh, it was offside. <laughs> I, yeah, you think it's offside. I, I, where did you say you think that was offside? That goal. The reason I think it was offside, Claude, is because. The rule states that if any part of your body that can play the ball is ahead of the, the defender, then it's offside. And if you look at it, the way he's leaning, his head, I know it sounds pathetic, but his oh, head no, is ahead of the on, defender. Yeah, well, he must have great, I mean, that linesman must have great. Oh, no, no, no there's no doubt. The linesman's guessed it. There's no doubt about that. The linesman's guessed yeah, it. But maybe, maybe, that, maybe that one made up for the goal against Devon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Maybe, yeah. I'm, not, I'm just saying that it's not that he had a, uh, I'm just saying that there was, you know, uh, times where he could get... But then again, he used to say you quickly think he didn't have no but where was the service to it? No, that's right. And I, I just think that sometimes if something's not working... I've been critical of Wenger in the past when he's not changed things and left them as they are and, and we've seen no joy. So if he does tinker about with it during a game to try and get the best, I, I'm not going to be overly critical of that. Um, guys, brings us to our last question. Um, I'm going to start with you on this one, Chris. Where does this latest away defeat leave us in terms of our chances of making the top four? Well, it's, it's another big, big blow, isn't it, really? Um, it's it's going to be difficult. Um, by all means, not over. I mean, I'm, nothing is ever over until the last day of the season of the Premier League because things change quickly, things change surprisingly each week. Um, we've, we've, we've got to up our game it's simple as that we've been saying it far too often I know and it gets boring after a while but we've got to up our game we've got to um, just you know believe in ourselves um, and you know I'm hoping that's what we're all saying that it's, it's not over yet we're going to fight to the last day um, you know I think it, it's obviously a big ask I know um, I think Chelsea um, obviously um Hit a bit of a stumbling block lately. Whether or not we can take advantage of that, I'm not sure. But there's, there's Liverpool, Man United, Manchester City. You know, they've, they've been all very, very good this season. Um, and along with Chelsea, obviously they've been alright. But um, it's it's going to be difficult. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping we obviously get get in the top four. Um, but uh, yeah, big ask. I personally, I can't see us getting top four. Um, Claude, have we got any chance of making the top four, in your opinion? We've got a chance if we win about nine out of the next 11. That's all we have to do. And I also hope that these two clubs in front, the only hope we've got is that they've got Champions League and FA Cup and they get a bit congested with that. But that's the only hope. I think if we can win nine out of 11, well, with our away record, I don't know if that's possible, but... 
I don't know. I think it's. I think we have to win the Europa League. I think. Um, yeah. And the way way things are going, I don't think we've got we've only got Welbeck and Lacazette uh, confidence. Of Lacazette, I'm not sure whether we can win the Europa League. But yeah. I, I mean, I agree with. Uh, is it Chris? Sorry. Yeah, Chris. Chris, I agree with you, Chris. I think. Um, I think. Uh, Maybe that we might have to suffer another year in the Europa League. I think I think that's that's what's going to happen. But then uh, let's hope we can get another do something in the summer. And uh, hopefully, I think we need a change of direction. I think we need a new manager. I'm, I'm sorry, that I, and it's been it's 20 years now. It's 21 years now he's been in the job. Now it's time, time for change, mate. Yeah, I completely agree. And guys, that brings us to the end of episode seven. Thank you to both our brilliant guests. Um, Claude, do you want to tell us a bit about how people can follow you and about your YouTube channel? Well, it's not. It's only a small little thing that I do for a bit of a little hobby thing. Um, Guna Cool TV. Um, it's not nothing, mate. It's just started. I'm trying to think of different content to put on it. Um, and uh, I'm on. Doing a call on Twitter, and uh, that's where you can find me. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Chris, do you want to tell us how our listeners can keep up with your fantastic work? Yeah, sure. Um, just obviously, on, obviously, I do a lot on Twitter. That's what I'm mainly active on um, at C11 Davison. Um, just obviously keeping all the fans up to date with the latest news as and when it um, comes out. Obviously, it's a little bit more quiet now. The transfer window shut, but. Um, Obviously, just bringing all the latest team news, all the latest article news in general. When it, you know, when it comes out, I'll, I'll be active on there and just um, keeping all the fans up to date. Lovely, good stuff. Thank you once again to both of you, and until next time, Gooners, yeah, take care of yourselves. <laughs>